0: Because he's the one. If it was not for Jesus, where would we be? So this month, we started off in January by sharing the principles. Now for years, I've been 46 years in ministry, so for 43 years, I think I never preach every month on a title. And you know, we said, no, we want God to ordain it. And and now this is what God ordained. Because God is not confused and uh, we start with January first things first. You must keep God first on everything. This day, the first time uh, of your day, the first day of your week, the first portion of your money, the first month of the year and we do it every day actually. All belongs to God, the principle of first in February we spoke about to get unstuck. Tell us somebody, say, are you stuck? You need to get unstuck from where you are. And then in March, we spoke on fruitfulness. Say, uh, you need to be fruity and not leafy. So a lot of people can be leafy, there's leaves, but Jesus was looking for fruit. And uh, last month, we spoke about from promise to from the process to the promise. And this week or this month we want to speak about surrender. Now a lot of people that say I am a Christian can tell you maybe a date and a moment when they met Jesus. But the question is I can know of him. And know about him. And maybe know him once upon a time with a very deep relationship. But the question is, do I live a life that surrender to him? You see, the the danger how people live is one foot with God and the other one somewhere else. But this foot that's somewhere else. It's actually on a banana peel. <laughs> you can slide and you can really break your neck. And uh, because we, we have a perfect example this morning of what surrender is. Because if you are not living a life of surrender, then you're going to be in big trouble. So if I can #hashtag surrender this morning, I want to say to break out of limitations, every limitation. Now we must realize that we have a devil. That you that you realize there's a devil there. Uh, you, you 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 something convinced you to do things or make decisions, and after a while you found out by word this was not God. Help me. And uh, now there's a few people that say yes, and some of us stare at me. Now, now who in this building uh, made a choice in your life? And after a while, you find out, as I serve God, this was not a God's choice. It was a my choice inspired by something else to make this choice. Can I get one to thank you for the honest people? The other ones, we're going to make an altar call for liars, and then we're going to pray. Or otherwise, you must come and pray for us. But, but now, now you, you, there's a devil out there. And I promise you, it's not your mother-in-law, or the in-laws, or the outlaws, or the government, or your boss. It's a devil, and he uses a two-fold lie to attempt you because he wants you to, he wants to destroy your life and he doesn't want you to have a relationship with God. He doesn't care if people are religious. The world is full of religious people. There's a certain man, he's got a TV show now on television and while he, He speaks about Jesus all the time. But then he says the F word. And that's not friends or family. On TV. And he said that. uh, You know that thunder and lightning in Afrikaans. And my eyes went like this. I was in California. And uh, Dr. Philip Rasmussen said switch on the television. I want you to watch a program. And a man came up. And. And. he sits with a big cigar. He runs a Christian station. The smoke, his Bible pages are yellow. Then topless ladies with stars somewhere comes and, on that show. And then he talks about Jesus. And do you want more of this revelation? Now, he was once upon a time a devoted Christian in line to be the moderator or the president of one of the main denominations in the U.S. and they didn't choose him and he became bitter and bitterness sidetracked him. And uh, then he shares, you know, and they were airing him out of Swaziland into South Africa. And amazing. And then he said, if you want more of this revelation, send some money. Then they took a break and give all the money details and then... He shows his ranch with all the horses and all the, and my, my mouth went like, I couldn't believe it, you know, because we're not used to these kind of things. And then he comes up and again, he said, oh, God was so good. Smoke goes like that. He said, oh, the, 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 the tithes and offerings we just got was about 50,000 US dollars. So that's about 700, 800,000 rand for that 10 five minutes break. Then he preached again if you want more of this revelation. And I mean, the girls are there and and I looked at that. So after the show, uh, Dr. Phillips said, just phone that number quickly and tell them you want to visit their church. I said, you crazy, I'm not going there. This is my word. I said, I've never seen something like this in my whole life. You know, we come from a very conservative nation. He said, no, just phone the number. So I phoned the number. The lady picked up, and I said, I want to visit one of the services. She said, sir, these services are booked out two months in advance. And it cost, I think, $150 a seat. She said, uh, what month do you want to come in? And I looked at that and I said, my God, my God, my God, the Christian world is in big trouble. No wonder Jesus said, not everybody that said, Lord, Lord, come on somebody, have you read that scripture? So I start off like in a negative sense, but I'm going to take you into a dimension this morning that you can break out of any limitation. Because Satan's assignment is to kill, steal, and to destroy. And uh, he's a focus thief. Now, what does surrender mean in the Bible? Because we think if I surrender, I'm going to sit on a heap and be hopeless. Uh, I said to Nikki Saturday morning there in our home, and I. Said Nikki, "You are a much better person than me," and she said, "Nie pasturki. You're better than me. See, you, 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 you think. Because to know Jesus is not to sit on a heap and lick your wounds, and you want to toss in the towel. Well, that the thought came up when they." questioned Billy Graham's wife, did you ever think about divorce? And she kept quiet. She said, divorce never, but murder well. That was Ruth Graham that answered that. And uh, so you, you, that's not the idea of surrender. Somebody paid too high price for the church to be defeated, to have no hope. And to suggest and say, okay, what now? In Afrikaans, we say, No, no, we, we, we don't have time for that. I, I have learned my pain becomes the, the motivation. Because Jesus said, Push and thrust the laborers into the harvest field. We don't have time to waste and uh, so, surrender in Scripture means a believer completely gives up his own will and subject his thoughts, his ideas, and his deeds to the will and the teaching of God's power. That's what biblical surrender means. Surrender is the key. That will unlock everything that you were destined for. Tasha used last week when she preached, and she used an example. She said that when you hand a gift over to somebody, a 16 year young boy, you gave him car keys, but he never drives the car, doesn't have a license, and he start driving, what happens? It's going to be havoc and disaster. But when you hand him over to the law, help me somebody. To say, I'm going to wait till I'm 18 and I'm qualified and I have the license. It's two completely different worlds that that person operates in. It's the same with us as God's children. You and I are the people that heaven is depending on to make a difference on the face of the earth. Listen, let me say it. We were not saved only to make heaven. We were saved to make a difference. And the reward comes when I finish the race. Oh, my word. Then heaven is the reward for what I have lived for and believed for on the face of the earth. Now, the, the surrender is when I willful hand over my will. If somebody comes and you walk and you're on the way to the bank and put a pistol in your back and he says, money or your life, put your hands up, what do you do? You surrender. Is that true? Now that's not willfully. (laughs) You do it under force. Now the God that we serve Nothing with him is force. He gives you the choice, and the choice is to choose. Deuteronomy chapter 30, I hold before you life and death, the curse and the blessing, and I want you to choose. And then <laughs> the author, and that was Moses put down, he says, this is how you choose. By loving the Lord your God with all with everything with all of your heart. And when I can love God so much that he's the only one that's more important than anything else, my word then it's easy to be a lover of God, easy. To give your, to lay your life down. Come on, somebody. Easy to make lavish sacrifices on your life journey. Easy to respond to the command when Jesus said, "Follow me as my disciples." My word as the one that you can be. Your life can be direct by me. Matthew chapter four nineteen. Amplified, AMPC classic a translation, if they can just put that up. That's a life of surrender when I can do it willfully. And he said to them, come after me. Now, that's the first calling of people. That's the purpose. As disciples. He didn't say only church members. Church goers, we go to church there at Loftal. Oh, that happy clappy with the crazy pastor. Uh, No, no, that's not going to help you. He said, as disciples. He didn't say that's a program. He said it's a lifestyle. He says, as disciples, letting me, capital M-E, be your guide. Romans chapter 8 Creation is waiting, waiting on what? On the manifestation of the true sons and daughters of God. Who are they? Those who are led by the Holy Spirit. So it's not everybody that's a son and daughter of God. There can be prodigals in the home. There can be an elder brother. The elder brother in the prodigal son's story was more backslidden than the one that spent his money and food and inheritance with pigs. Come on! Because when the younger brother came back, instead of him being excited, he was upset. And he accused the father He said, you never gave me a party. You never slaughtered the fatted calf. You never gave me a ring. And the father said, son, you've been all the time here. did not you know that everything that's mine is yours? He was in a bad condition. (laughs) Come on, somebody. And this is the thing, because surrender was the problem. Now, now. Proverbs chapter 19, 21. If they can put that up, and I want to show you where that surrender went wrong. Would you believe everything God created was perfect? And I'm going to show you that in scripture. It says, Solomon, many plans. Can somebody say, many plans? Say many plans again. Many plans are in a man's mind. But, see when the word but comes, it's going to give you the truth and the solution. But it is the Lord's purpose for him, for that man, for that person who operates in plans. For him that will Stand, come on family. That means, oh my word, (laughs) that if you don't live a life of surrender, you move from purpose to plans. Another program, another scheme. Help me somebody. Because the only hope for the world sits in churches this morning, right through where they have services, and when the Americans woke up at 2 p.m. this afternoon, it's about seven, eight o'clock there in certain states, and then they will be packed in churches. That's the only hope for the world. Because not one of us carry the guarantee in this building this morning. That you're going to see tomorrow it's the grace and the goodness of God. So here Solomon comes and he explained to us. He says many are the plans in a man's heart, in a man's mind. Thinking James' heart, that soul dimension where the intellect, the will, the emotions are. If you're born again, if you're a child of God, you have a perfect spirit now. So your spirit is not the problem. You, you, And I've explained it like that. People are three-dimensional because the number three is very important. That's why you cannot live out of a soulish, out of your soul, out of your mind dimension. To be significant, you need to live out of your spirit. Those who are led by the spirit are the sons and the daughters of God. Creation is waiting. They don't understand. Somebody asked me, can you preach about the mark of the beast? And is the vaccine the mark of the beast? And Carrie, I said, just stop with that. Because that puts people, Satan used scripture to sidetrack God's people from their commission from their assignment in life, what you went through in this year or what you are going through right now, it's not because you did something wrong. It's Satan trying to sidetrack you from being pushed and thrust into the harvest field that we can bring in because what Jesus said, the harvest is plentiful. But the laborers are few. Pray the Lord of the harvest. You see, the harvest doesn't belong to me. I must be a harvester. I must be involved. I must be the shepherd. You must be the shepherd, the caretaker of the harvest. Because people draw people to them and never to Jesus and never to the household of God. He said, pray the Lord of the harvest. To send in laborers, because the laborers are few. And that doesn't come out of the mouth of Mark, Luke, John, Timothy, Paul. It came out of Jesus' own mouth in Matthew chapter number 9. Where he discovered the people were like lost sheep without shepherds. Turn to somebody, say, you it doesn't maybe look like it, you don't feel like it, but God called you to be a shepherd, a shepherd, to a shepherd of his people. Now this is the phenomenal story. Surrender star. When you understand what surrender is, love is the same thing. To understand love, you first need to know what love is not. Uh, Some countries say everything, they say, oh, I love you. I love you. But that doesn't mean anything. I pray for you. They never pray. I love you. They really don't love you. Oh, brother, we stand with you in God's assignment for your life. Love in action is something completely different than what we see in this world. And how will the world know that we are the disciples of Matthew chapter 4:19? Now, this is Jesus saying that. If it's King James, it's written in red letters. That means take a note. He says, by this shall all men know. Who will know? All men. Hindus, Muslims, whatever, heathen, Buhai, whatever it may be, will know that you are my disciples by your love. Turn to somebody say, you need a good dose of love this morning. And it's the God kind of love, not our human life. Our human love has limits. You love somebody until they do good. At the moment when they turn, then that love fades out and you operate in something completely different. Now we all, there's some people you only can love them by faith. You say, I choose to love him. I don't know how. But there were times in my life that I said, I really don't know how to love this people. We had an encounter and I made an altar call and in the previous conference center and a young boy came out, a lot of people came out and this young boy, he stood out above the group and I said, what's your name? And he gave me his name before I prayed the sinner's prayer and then I said, son, what did you do for a life? He said, I'm the Russian hitman, I take people out and I took the mic away and I said, I have a few addresses that I can quickly send you to. And this boy's face lightened up. He said, I can quickly make a plan. I said, no, son, you need to accept Jesus right now. We don't have time now to take people out. Now I know you have never felt that way. I know you love everybody. I had to learn to love the person that murdered my mother. I had to learn that. You know, because Jesus' love is something that operates in another dimension. Because that's from the heart, not from the emotions. And God wants to set people free here this morning. That comes through heartaches and pain and disappointments and I can tell you history books full of what we experience and counsel people and know. And I said, my Lord, I thought I had a tough time in my life. I said, my life looks like Mickey Mouse against this person, you know. People buried alive through the gangsters in Sandgrave. And, you know, all these stories that you hear, it's so horrific. And then you discover... We have a grace to run this race. That's the grace of God, family. I've learned years ago, (laughs) it's not my title, not my degrees, not my position. It's the goodness of God. When I walk there at Big Lovdal, like uh, last Saturday, and I, I, I don't get very often there, one of the big campuses of us, and I say, God, this is all you're doing. People are just human beings. When I come in this building, if you know what this building looked like before we moved in here? It was a shell with cement floors and normal bricks and nothing. And I say, this is your doing, God. It's the grace of God. And the moment that you realize you need him more than your boss, you need him more than your pension, you need him more than the investments, you need him more than anything else in life, because if he's the Alpha and the Omega, you carry the guarantee. What you were assigned for is going to be so phenomenal. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. And um, so at the end of the day, you, thank you, you need to know this is the journey. Now, the question is this morning. And we run out of time. Preaching is proclaiming. Teaching is explaining. So I proclaim and I explain. And I want to take you to the where that surrender went wrong. Genesis chapter 1, God created mankind. Genesis 2, he created the garden. And he put them in the garden. And in verse 31 of Genesis chapter 1. Or 2, I think. And uh, 31. Let's go to 231 or 131 first. And uh, it's there. It's coming. It's coming. Jesus is coming back again. And thank you. And God saw everything that He had made. And behold, it was. Very good. Turn to somebody. Say, you are very good. Say, please die for what some people say over your life. You are very good. Not good. You are very good. See, the devil just wants to polish you and say you're good. No, no, you're very good. You're great. That's what it means. You're great. You're very good. He says. And behold, it was very good, suitable, and pleasant. And he approved it. Say, my God. Say, I carry a mark on my life. I have been approved. You're better than Nike. You're better than Vans. Shoes. And what Zara. And... uh, uh, Help me, Adidas and Oil of Oley and Midnight Blue. What's that perfume? Midnight what? We grew up when the ladies used rose perfume. You could smell her with powder. I don't want to say where she put the powder. If you she sneezes, it's like a cloud around her because powder explodes out of her. You think she's on fire or she's busy going. Uh, you know, man was created out of dust, and he turned back to dust. That's how we grew up, you know, a 19-foot sack in the 50s and in the 60s. And, uh, but now they've got all moonlight and fire and ice or ice and fire. And Now, thank God I sneeze. I get hay fever of all these strange stuff that people put on them. I believe in sunlight soap life boys think they made it better now. that's why I manufacture my own soup and uh, but this is what God said and he approved it completely. You see we, we read quickly over that scriptures, but that's got to do with your identity. When Satan tries to attack you, we need to go back. Where did surrender went wrong And there was evening and there was morning and it's the sixth day and then it's the seventh day. So let's go to verse number. Uh, Genesis chapter 2, 15. Because remember now, it was very good, suitable, pleasant, and he, God, approved it completely. So that means what God did there, it was in the context, in the framework of surrender unto his lordship and his creative power. And verse 31 says, Now, where are we? 2.15. And the Lord God took man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend. Listen, what was man's instruction from the beginning? To tend, to guard, and to keep it. Now, why does the word guard come up there? Because there was a fallen angel, a third of the angels with Lucifer, that was cast out of heaven. The first sin didn't happen on the face of the earth. It happened in heaven. How did it happen? When somebody uh, took surrender away and say, I will exalt myself. I. You see, the moment when I speak to preachers and people and I hear the word I more than three times, I said, oh, God, this person is in big trouble because that's the evil trinity and that's what covet has revealed. Where are people's hearts? Is it a relationship, or is it in the I, me, and myself? And then they have a new chorus that they sing. I heard songs here this morning that I don't know, and uh, and they, uh, they that Christians develop a new song. I will survive. And they move from surrender to survival. Now, Queen sang that. I don't know who was Queen or whatever, but that's the song. And, uh, and the Lord God took the man because Satan was there and the God gave them instruction and the trouble, he warned them, guard it. You see, this is what you need to do. You need to guard your life. <laughs> Peter and Paul wrote about this. He says, We're not ignorant of the devices of the enemy. We have the anointing, and we know it. You have, you've been anointed. (laughs) You've been anointed. That's why you know the devices between the lie and the truth. Come on, people. (laughs) He says, and the garden of Eden to tend and to guard and to keep it. Now, this is phenomenal what God did. God put him there, and then in Genesis chapter 3, so yeah, they're still in the garden. Supposed to guard it, tent it, and to do what with it? Keep it. Now listen, Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. Listen where Satan comes. He know the couple, <laughs> The couple, Eve was at the wrong place. Adam was not there. They were supposed to Multiply. But she was at the wrong place. And listen where the serpent comes. Now the serpent was more subtle and crafty than any living creature of the field which the Lord God had made. And he, Satan, said to the woman, she was standing at the tree where God said, don't touch. And can it really be that God has said, you shall not eat from every tree of the garden? He took truth and twisted. Have you seen how many cult practices are in the name of religion going on all over the world where they have a partial of truth? It was contaminated by Satan himself because what's the two things that Satan doesn't want you to have? He doesn't want you to have the life God created you to have, and he doesn't want you to have a relationship with God. And he said, did God say, from every tree and then Eve, and now I can say it there, he said, (laughs) crafty than any living creature of the field which the Lord, Adonai Elohim, Lord God, had made. And he, Satan, said to the woman, can it really be that? And he doesn't use the word Adonai, (laughs) The Adonai means the Lord, the one in control. And I've explained that in last month. The one who is preeminence of the highest form of authority an honor that we can bring to him. Because the moment when anything becomes, my my Sunday is my family day. Oh, the Sunday is the covered rubbish. And uh, whatever. Now, covet is there. We don't deny it. But I cannot let fear dominate my life. And keep me away from what God instructs. Help me, somebody. I went to the market quickly to pick up Jig. And uh, I thought, let me go to Paro. They don't spray people. I said, just go in, just go in. There's a family there that worship in the church, and I haven't seen them. And I said, hi. I said, the church, oh, yes, yes. I said, oh, my word. It was crowded, packed like that. Some had no masks. They walked there, whatever. And I said, Jesus. There were people having open air services in front, and I admire them. There was a Nigerian on the other side, and here another guy. And the one tried this, they tried to preach this guy's dead here, that right at the market. And I said, why is it that the world is more loyal to their desire than God's people on the day that belongs to God? Come on, people, there's something wrong with the picture. If we think we're going to take the world for Jesus, then we need to make adjustments in my life. We need to make adjustments. Because that's why you must live your life to the full. Live it to the full. You have an assignment, heaven departs on you. God believes in you that you can do it. Listen what happened. And he left out. He he acknowledged God. Satan acknowledged God as the all-elohim, all-powerful one. The one who is majestic in authority. But he didn't use, because Adam and Eve was used to the word Lord God. You read it in Genesis 1, Genesis 2, here in Genesis 3. He left the word out. The one who direct, who are in control, who protects you, the Lord, the one who you are in such a phenomenal relationship. Now, if Satan can do that to a man and a woman that had visitations from God every day, live in his grace, by word, live in that phenomenal presence, created in his likeness, in his image, so what God deposited in them was his character, his manners, his way of doing things. And the first contact that creation, mankind had with Satan was in the garden. So he had to mess it up because God gave them authority over this beautiful place that God created called Earth, planet. And Satan (laughs) There was an angel, one of the most powerful angels. He suddenly come, an angel without, a fallen angel without any portfolio. And somebody became a squatter. On the face of the earth. Now please don't send me any messages and say don't talk about the devil so bad. He's defeated. He's disarmed. He doesn't have arms. He's defeated. He's got no feet. His teeth are pulled out. He's got brain damage according to Genesis chapter 3. He said the seed of the woman is going to crush your head. That's why money is seed and Satan wants to keep the seed. He doesn't want you to operate in seed, love seed, word seeds. He's after the seed because God instructs mankind, Genesis 2. He says, and use it, all the resources of earth, the vast resources first for God and then for mankind. He doesn't, there's a deep revelation in that, and that's just that you can discover How God created you so phenomenal. So he left out Lord and Eve stepped on the booby trap because now he's working in her senses. He needs to get her out of a heart condition relationship into a mind thing. And he said, you shall not eat from every tree of the garden. Verse number two, and then Eve answered the, the devil back. And she said, what did she say? Boom! Two. and zwei. dos. Thank you. And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit from the trees of the garden. Number three. As I read just, except the fruit from the tree which is in the middle of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall. Now, what did she leave out? Lord. Now God, he came and tempt her with a thought and show her. What does Satan is after the what? The parable of the sower He's after the seed. What is the seed? The word of God. What does he come with? He comes with the deceitfulness of riches. And all kinds of things. So suddenly he used the same strategy. And he said, God has said, you shall not eat of it. Neither shall you touch it, lest you die. Verse number four. But the serpent said to the woman, you shall not surely die. Five. For God knows, he doesn't use the word Lord. God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing the difference between good and evil and blessing and calamity. Number six, and when the woman saw that the tree was good, look at that two words there, suitable and pleasant. How did God create in mankind and everything God created was? Suitable and pleasant. And for food that it was delightful to look at. And a tree to be desired in order to make one wise. She took off its fruit and ate it. I wonder if that was not Dacha. And she gave some also to her husband and he ate. They've got a program on Afrikaans television called Pilgrim. And they had the Rastafarians there. They read the gospel and Jesus said. And then they smoke the Ganjan. And they all on a trip. They all on a trip. They, they do this by word I saw the bonfire and he just talked about Jesus whatever they say and i sat there I said what an abomination that and the lady who does the program say what wonderful christians we have and pilgrims on the face of the earth and i said dear jesus listen He says, then the eyes of them both were opened and they knew they were naked. Carl, and that's not a name. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves apron-like girdles. Now, ladies and gentlemen and brother and sister, where did surrender fly out if it was God's original intent? In the garden, it starts with Satan and Jesus uh, revealed him. He's the father of all lies. Anything that is not in the Bible is not from God. People tell me, and they try to be smart, they say they're so filled with the spirit, God told them. They say, I know it's not in the Bible. The Bible says different. I had numerous people tell me that. But God told them this. And you know me, I look like if I was born on a long weekend. And then with the expression of a pinball that wants to tilt, I said, I know who it was. It was Casper. Now, if you know who was Casper, that little comic book, you're quite old this morning. Of course, the young children doesn't know about Casper anymore. But listen, this is where it started. Now, God's got the plan in operation about surrender. He must get us back. That's the ingredient to be significant, successful. That's the ingredient to operate as God's champion. That's the ingredient to be a powerful disciple, that will heal the sick, cast out devils, raise the dead. You will do them. The time is over when we're looking for a superstar, one man with permed hair and gold in his teeth, and that's okay if you have gold, but he's with the bodyguards around him, and he's the man of the hour with the power, and he's going to do it. That superstar mentality died. Because anybody that follows a person and love a person more and honor a person more, that you honor God. Watch out. You're going to run in error. And that was proven through all the prophetic words over America and wherever the words came out. You need to follow God. And God will always lead you in all truth. The Holy Spirit will come, Jesus said in John And he will be the advocate and your intercessor and the paracletos, the one who helps you along the roadside. And he will, his only function is to lead you and guide you in all truth. So if I said I am led by the Spirit, I will be led by the commission, the great commandment and the great commission, what Jesus spoke about. Just as my Father has sent me, John 20, 21, so I send you. Now, where was surrender restored? There's a clip, and if they cannot play it, it's okay. Where did the first drama start? In the garden. Here you will find Jesus in a garden in Gethsemane. I was there personally in Gethsemane a few times in Israel. And uh, stood there and think this is where my Lord conquered. He shed blood seven places. That was the first place where he starts shedding blood. And this is how Luke described it in Luke chapter twenty two forty two. And he said, saying, Father, Jesus is now there, and uh, they in the garden. He took disciples with him, and he withdrew from them forty one about the stone throw and knelt down and prayed. And, uh, and verse 42, saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup that is going to pay for all the sins, all the sickness, all the poverty, all the damage that the devil ever did and ever can do. He took it all, that we can be forgiven for all the sin we did, and still if you're going to sin in the future, that, that you, it's paid for. He says, if it's remove the scalp from me, yet not my will, but always, but always, yours be done, 43, and there appeared to him an angel from heaven, strengthening him in spirit, I'll go on and being in an agony of mind. Imagine there's another clip where they, where they hit Jesus. Oh my word, I cannot watch it. It comes out of the, uh, is that clip ready in the garden? Okay, just show it and I'll talk about that. And he said he prayed all more earnestly and intently and his sweat became like great clots of blood Dropping down upon the ground. Go on, show that clip quickly here. It's how they uh, demonstrate Jesus in the garden and uh, the pain and the agony. So where did the first shedding of blood happen? In the garden. Where did the first mishap happen? In the garden. What did God show to Adam and Eve? There it is, Jesus. Oh, Rabashake, That's the disciples. Oh, Shake. It's for us. Oh, sin, Othiopoi. Kuma. Bezratti. Pretty may reset her share. Tomorrow, a lie. The first must have happened in Garden of Eden. When they were naked, the first sacrifice took place. God himself slaughtered an animal because that's where the skin came from. And he clothed them. What happened when Adam and Eve took first the fig leaves, covered them? Jesus walked in Mark chapter 11 and he saw a fig tree, leafy, but no fruit. And he cursed the tree so that false pretensions. What does it mean to be a backslider or a fabricated Christian? Because you operate in a thing that I need to pretend that i love and serve him now love if it's in a marriage if it's family if you love a congregation of people or love each other is not words only it's demonstrate in action and here jesus in the garden listen what he did exactly where Adam and Eve and Satan ensnared people to took Adonai, the title of Lord God, away to put the Lord back. We went through something. We had guests of overseas years ago, and uh, a couple worked behind the scene to get money out of them. And to turn the couple against me. I was announcing a church to preach, big church packed. And that moment when they announced my name, I heard a commotion at the back. And somebody shouted, Gustav de Toy. The Lord said, I'm so angry with you, I'm gonna kill you. That's October 2007. Before the end of the year, you'll be dead. I first thought I have high blood pressure that I hear strange voices now. And uh, then the pastor stood up and shouted, you're out of order, you're out of order. I thought, no, this is real. (laughs) Somebody said that. That was that same people. And this bothered me. You know, I never see harm in people. People, I can be angry with you now. I can walk around, then I will love you just as I love you before. I, I don't have enemies. I, I, I'm not angry with nobody in the world. And if I tell you about the, love, the love story, life story, that I was twice nearly assassined and people pull guns, that's without the s- situations and put it in front of my head and to shoot me And oh, another time. But I've learned this. So this bothered me. So I flew back into South Africa, the end of October in the conference, and now it's December, the end of November, and I had to fly back to America, and I'm on my way. It was in November of 2007, and I was flying to Hawaii, to the Haggai Institute, to the island of Maui. And then we hit a snowstorm up there in the west coast And I was stuck at the airport in the snowstorm. But this thing bothered me. I'm always looking. I don't know if there's somebody. And if you like that, just raise your hands. I'm always looking for excuses for people's misbehavior. Dankie. is net Dankie. Thank you for bailing me out. Now I don't feel so terrible. Thank you. So later on, the airport opened and I had to fly. Now they reroute me to LAX to uh, California, Los Angeles. And we were a few passengers in this airplane. And I was sitting and asking God, I said, God, how is it possible that Judas Iscariot saw all the miracles, carried the money bag, Always had an excuse, give it to the poor. Uh, but his motive, because he stole the money, according to history. How can he sell our Lord and Savior for money less than what a brown bread costs today? How can he do that? So I'm walking, and I'm, I'm asking because I'm a thinker. Now we start flying and uh, stop praying the spirit. Because now I need wisdom from God for this issue. I'm going to die before the end. It's now December. I know I'm not going to die. And uh, somebody tried to prophesy me dead in 2017 again. And uh, that's very interesting. And uh, my word. Suddenly the Lord spoke to me. He said, read Judas Iscariot's life story again out of scripture. So I was looking, Matthew, Mark, look, everybody. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, you will never see that Judas called me Lord, called me teacher, called me maybe master, but he never made me Lord. He said, and anybody that doesn't make him Lord, he, he operate in the same condition as what Adam and Eve, Satan's strategy. He doesn't want you to have an intimate relationship with God. And sometimes that relationship is like your marriage. It's by faith that you love the person. Help me, somebody. Because what goes through your mind sometimes is horrific. And you see, and the Lord said, that's going to be the end time fall. Where people will have a form of godliness. <laughs> but no power. How's it Paul address? He says, You start in the spirit. Can you remember how on fire we were when we just accepted Jesus? Oh my word, I had open air meetings. I load people on a train and go and preach in Jubea Park. I was busy seven days a week. We had two cars in the congregation that I gave my heart to the Lord. We had to walk miles. I didn't miss a service. I've missed more services in this from 2017 than in the whole history of my journey with God, because I never missed there, was never a day that you could say I missed a service Sunday morning, Sunday night, or a Tuesday night. Because my passion, the love of Christ, that you see, we 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 have a battle station up here. The fight is ah, oh, I can do it next Sunday. Nikki wants to come this morning. She told Tasha she wants to come to communion. Now she's have communion up there. You see, this is life. I, 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 Jesus, had to surrender, and he starts sweating blood about the will of his human mind to do the will for what he was sent for. First mishap in the Garden of Eden, God restored through Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane so that our will will not be the enemy that will distract you sidetrack you, and take you on a path that you're not supposed to walk, to just exist, and not living. I refuse in my life just to let a day go by, and I didn't do something that could impact somebody. Now you sit this morning here and it's not emotional, it's not, it's the word. He destroyed the thing in Mark 11 about the thick leaves. So that nobody can cover them up with thick leaves. But that people can do something with their lives that can. Impact the world to be world changers, history makers, and planet shakers. I have learned, and if you can make this decision this morning, say no more small thinking here. No more excuses to use that I don't have or I cannot do it say no more excuses in this life because God wants you to live. You're the one that he called and he loved. We are seated, and I'm closing to do the communion. It's for you, lovey. We are seated in heavenly places. Say, I am seated in Christ. So physically, you're not there. You hear, you sit on a chair and you look at recycled youth. That's me now. 38 plus vat, that's my age. Spiritually, you see it. Scripture says that. So when God looks at you and me, he sees us only seated in heavenly places, victorious overcomers, rulers on the face of the earth. Can you agree? When God looks at us on the face of the earth, what does he see in us? Jesus. Jesus. He see us in Jesus, and when he look at you, he see Jesus in you. Does it make sense? Bible says that. Now, because he see you in Jesus, and Jesus gave us instruction, just as my Father has sent me, I sent you, it means we're here to complete what Jesus instructed. Are you to an item? The drought is over. I hear the word of the Lord. It's seekers who found. Your hearts are so sincere with God. You are tired. I don't even know, I've maybe seen you before, but your hearts are tired for fabricated Christianity. Go in and go out, and there's no action. And the Lord said, I have assigned you, you're going to be two powerful, powerful warriors that's going to do mighty exploits for God on the face of the earth. You're not here by accident, you here are by divine appointment. And many souls will come into the kingdom. And the Lord said, you've made the right choice that because I'm going to send you in levels and dimensions that you've never walked in before, because inside of you is something greater than Jesus than what you've ever seen. The sick will be healed. Captives will be set free in the mighty name of Jesus. Now listen, if God see us this way and we need to get the picture here, what was Jesus' agony in his mind? Because there he was just God manifesting the flesh. But think that moment. All, everything. Can you put the second clip up? Maybe without sound, if possible, please this is what Jesus did so that surrender will be restored scripture says through what he suffered he learned obedience that's his mother sure can you think he took coronavirus upon him and AIDS and What sickness, cancer, what conditions? He took it upon him so that we can be free. I was born with one kidney. My other kidney never developed. And in a service in the revival, supernatural, God gave me a brand new kidney as I stand here. The night when the glory cloud moved in the service. Some of you were there. That grandmother that brought her daughter, who granddaughter who has brain damage, never spoke, never opened her eyes. And as she walked to the front and under the glory cloud, that girl opened her eyes and she spoke for the first time fluently. And she said, Uncle, you're not going to hurt. That's in that service when the man had the 12-year stroke. Look at that, Jesus. In that service, he had a withered leg, withered hand. He had a stroke a few years before. He ran under the glory cloud of God. He went up in the air, and when his feet hit the carpet, he was completely whole. He started running. That's when that Dutch reform gentleman came and he ran and the power of God hit him. And he starts speaking. And God filled him with the Holy Ghost and with power. Surrender is the key for this nation. Not to surrender to evil, but to surrender to God, to become the instrument that God can do. Now somewhere in this building, there must be a Caleb. That's 86 now with the mentality that says at 86, give me the mountains. There must be an Abraham at the age of 100 that becomes fruitful again. There must be a Samuel in this building. Seven years of age that hear the voice of God. And he could answer, here am I. Speak, Lord. There must be. How many of you are 15 here? At the age of 15, I was preaching already. morning how can we make a lesser sacrifice they put the crown of thorns on his head and it pierces his eyebrow to break the curse of Genesis 3 in the sweat you will make a living so that they can move from that and I'm not saying labor we need to work but it's not a difficult journey how to come in the abundance and in the greatness of God. Now the first question this morning, you sit here, maybe you know of God, He's God, He's Elohim, but He's not Lord. And I want to give you an opportunity this morning. If you don't know Jesus, I'm not asking for your church, go with a church member. I asked do you know Jesus Christ Impersonal as Lord and Savior. If you don't know him this morning, I want to give you that opportunity. You don't need another prophet, you don't need another, you need Jesus. You don't need gimmicks. The church world is full of gimmicks, full of gimmicks. With people to God's position. Somewhere here is a new prophetic church open. And all the people is going to flock there to get another word. And we know that people, and I'm never here to say bad things, but they operate in the second heaven, not from the third heaven. Be cautious. There's a second heaven demonstration. False prophets and false Christ, the Jewish people, has just anoint a new young man. He's David, and he's now the Messiah. I have the clip. This is how far the world is right now. But it's only Jesus, the awesome one, who gave his life. We're going to celebrate. So if you don't know Jesus this morning, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. I'm going to ask you to stand to make a quality stand. If you're not knowing Jesus right now, He's maybe God, but He's not your Lord. You're just religious form of godliness. He wants to set the captive free. If there's anybody this morning, just stand and say, it's me. I need Jesus. I made that stand. Everybody here, second thing. Our viewers also, if you don't know Jesus, this is your morning. Maybe you sit here as the body of Christ, Jesus' body, and he needs, so everything what he wants to do is going to happen through you. His body, he's the head. Thank you, son. There's somebody standing for Jesus. I need somebody to come. This is the greatest miracle. I've seen the dead raised. They hijacked my sister. They shot her through the back of the head. She was dead when I came there. It's in the Joy magazine of 1999. I raised her literally from the dead. And Demas died. I had them both in the revival services to testify. And people say, that's great. No, no. Here you see a great miracle when somebody comes to Jesus. I'm asking one of the brothers, just come. Choke it, maybe Just lead him to the Lord. And everybody just raise your hands and that we can pray. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you this morning just as I am. I confess this morning, I come short of the glory of God. Your word says those that call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Jesus, save me. Forgive me my sin. Wash me in the blood. Put my name in the book of life. Water on the law that you save me, that you forgive me, that you set me free this morning. I call freedom in this building and over this airwaves right now in Jesus' name. And I thank you that captives are set free. People come out of limitations in the mighty name because we are redeemed. We're no longer on our own. We surrender to you, O oh God. It's no longer I that liveth, but you that live in and through us. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you're here this morning to say, stuff, I really want to surrender. And surrender is daily. It's not a one thing that you've done. It's not a thing that I've did 52 years ago. I have learned on my short journey, I had to surrender every day. Speak. Let unforgiveness go. Bitterness and anger and he hurt and she did that and all the stuff. That's why, if that's you this morning and you want to stand with me to say, I surrender this morning because there's bread that's the symbol of his body somewhere close to you. Take it out as the sign of I surrender, oh I surrender, I surrender all, I surrender, I surrender all, all to thee my blessed Savior, I surrender if that's you this morning will you stand with me to say I surrender I surrender my all my life my importance my title my money my houses, my cars my whatever, I just surrender it it comes from Him it belongs to Him That from this day surrender means willfully I hand over. And that same Jesus went and he gave his life. And he said how often he took the bread, he broke it. And he said how often you eat this bread, the symbol of his body. Through this, we celebrate your healing. We celebrate your restoration. We celebrate the finished work of Calvary. We celebrate that Jesus came, that nobody will perish, but the whole world will be saved. And that we moved out of condition into our position to be fruitful, to multiply, to live out. If we, God see us in Christ seated in a place of authority, and when he see us, he sees on the face of the earth, he see Jesus in us. Then when Jesus is in us, 1 John 4, four greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Listen, people, then we will continue the work of Jesus. It's not the fame of the book of Acts. It's the acts of the apostles. They had to act upon the word. The only book in the New Testament that doesn't have an amen because you and I are going to continue with Acts it cost you your time your everything to put God first I had a choice this morning ladies and gentlemen the only woman I ever loved I could have stayed home said last night to the children I've lost her a second time but I know that's why he gave his life so that we might have life live it to the full When I surrender, I give my excuses. I give my pain. I give him everything. That Satan will throw my way to try to hinder you. To live that life. That God has planned. to have that intimate relationship that we just love Him. I'm too long on the face of the earth to know there's times in life I want to help you that you go through stuff that you cannot hold on to God but He holds on to you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Take your bread this morning. Share it with somebody. That we are part of each other. Jesus said, if you don't take part in this, he said, then you don't take part in my body. You're not part of me. People say, I first need to go and make right and forgive. No, no. Do it right now and then you can reconcile. Say, God, I choose Have anything against anybody, just drop it and let it go. (laughs) Remember that song we sing I give myself away. Why? So that you can use me. Say, God, I want you to use me this morning. Use me this morning. Say, use me. He took the bread and he said, this is my body. Oh, isn't it wonderful? So that you and I can be free. So that we can come out of traction into action. And I want to say again, what you're going through is not because you did anything wrong. Satan, never fight you where you are fighting you where you're going but you have the victory say I have the victory you have the victory he took the cup and will you dish it out please and he says this cup is the new testament the new covenant of my blood how often you eat this bread and you take this cup you celebrate His death, His burial, and His resurrection. Say, God, I make a choice this morning to love people. That people can see I'm a true disciple of Jesus. Come on, people, that's not a sad occasion. It's celebration. Because we know Him. The beginning and the end. Say, by his stripes I'm healed. Send his word to heal me from all the diseases. My God, because I'm a giver, I'm a sower, a lover of God. My God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches in glory. Through Christ Jesus. Say, the yoke has been broken. Every unsaved family member that you have, call upon the name of the Lord. Call their names right now. Say, Jesus, I call them. I, Holy Spirit, arrest them for God's glory. <laughs> I call them. There's a, there's, there's a few people here. You dedicate your children as babies. And prophetic words went out over their lives, and they far from that word. Say, God, right now, I call them back to that word. They're going to serve the Lord. They're going to serve the Lord. They're going to serve the Lord. It's the power in the blood. Power has never, the blood has never lost its power. For it reaches to the highest mountain, it flows in the lowest valley. Do you know the song here, beautiful? Do you know that song? Come here, precious. Come here, my kind. Can you sing it? You cannot. Just stand here. You'll, you'll pick it up. It's the blood that cleansed me and set me free. For it reaches to the highest mountain and it flows. (coughs) West Valley, oh, the blood that gives me strength. From day to day, it will never lose. It will never lose its power. Say, thank you for the blood. Say, Jesus, thank you for the blood. Say, I'm free. God, you see me in Jesus. And you see Jesus in me. Scripture actually says you have the whole Godhead in you. And when the Godhead is in you, you will just be motivated to do what God instructs you to do. It's the lack of knowledge that the enemy will try to throw you away. Surrender has been restored If Gustav can learn, teach you anything, live a life where you live surrendered to Jesus. Hallelujah. Isn't that great? You are phenomenal, lovey. Is that your children? You are awesome. You're great. God's going to bless you. See how much money is up there and just give it to her for the children. Are you blessed this morning? Are you blessed? Rejoice with us for what God is doing. Invite every Dick, Tom, Sue, Sally, Harry, whoever. Be here. Don't skip. And uh, the devil is a liar. His pants is on fire. And we're going to do what God assigned us to do. In the mighty name of Jesus. We're going to close in prayer. I apologize if I don't hug everybody there uh, until we know what's the cause and uh, natural causes, of course. Brother Shokan, come and pray for us. Heavenly Father, we bless you. We thank you for your abiding presence this morning in the blood of the Lamb we thank you that you're here and you're present with us father I pray that you'd go with us this week that you'd go before us to make everything we thank you and we lift you up even this day we commit pastor Gustav and the family to you in the mighty name of Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus we thank you for the power in the blood of the Lamb we thank you for yokes being broken this morning We thank you for a turnaround even in people's lives this morning. It is because of you and the sacrifice on Calvary. So I bless you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and give you peace and be gracious to you in this week ahead. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.